Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And I'm Andrea Cleary. Hey. <laughs> and also Cassie Delaney's here. I'm here too. It's the Christmas special, everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. We made Happy it. Happy Christmas. <laughs> we decided to take a leaf out of our friends, Kate McAvoy and David Patrick, Fitzpatrick's book, and pick some holiday films we haven't seen before, and just watch them and compare notes. <laughs> And <laughs> there was mixed oh results, oh, I would say. To mixed results, we had Kate with such high hopes pulling these uh, various holiday classics from different cultural areas of the cinematic festive canon. Mm. Um, we yeah, all they really it. are like they, mm. they're accidentally three diverse Christmas, not not diverse. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's get that out of the way. Um, but they come from different genres. Yeah, Only white times. people have Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Claire has Germans. So. Die Hard has Germans in it, yeah. yeah. So our three films were <laughs> Die Hard, which Sarah hadn't seen. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life, which Alan hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And The Holiday, which I hadn't seen. Which none of us had seen. None out. of us had seen. Okay, yeah. you're right. Um, <laughs> so I haven't seen any of them, so I was coming to... Because apparently I live in a tiny world with blinkers <laughs> on. Um, and uh, was coming to everything with a sort of a vague understanding of what the films were about. And cultural moments that had been sort of... Sna- like cut out of them and put into different things mm. um so seeing them all in the sum of their parts was a journey that i was hoping would make me more of a christmas person uh and but didn't yeah so um but i do think now with a couple of with a, a few days to have let them kind of sink in i have found my dial uh warming up towards the one that i initially hated the most okay so uh yeah we'll start from we'll, we'll go back in time we'll start from the uh, the oldest of yeah, the, of the trifecta. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. your choice, Alan. So I picked It's Wonderful Life because I think I'm the only one of us that hadn't seen it. Because then it turned out so you hadn't seen it. Either. No, no, I have not Okay, so what did you know of it before you saw it? What did you think it was about? You want the moon, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> that is what I knew about it. Okay. That's literally all. I had no idea that it was to do with two, three little angels up in the sky who were made of little bits of light having a conversation about stopping a man jumping off a bridge on Christmas. Okay. Yeah. It's quite dark, really, isn't it's it? It's quite yeah. dark. It's a really dark And film. also postmodern, because it's like little nebulas having a chat in the sky. I was like, initially I was like, oh, you have me, David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I just wanted, I was like, oh, that's what that's from, because Futurama did that as well. Yeah. They oh, had God oh, be a yeah. nebula written up as well. Mm. What, I need, what I thought it was about was a man being shown what would happen if he like never existed. I thought that was the entire yeah, film, yeah, yeah, the yeah. last 20 minutes of the film. Mm. I didn't realise we'd actually get his entire life first up till there. Yeah. Um, so for record, I'm in love with this film. Yes, I'm so I, happy. It's a real Alan <laughs> film. I feel. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, maybe. Yeah. I. So the fact that Jimmy Stewart is 37 now and I am 38, uh, made I think probably made a hit hard, very, very hard. Because um, mm. Karen was like, "Was Jimmy Stewart always hot in this film?" And I was like, "Because she only watched when he said she was a teenager." And I was like, "Well, he's 37," and she was like. Oh shit! Okay, he's, oh, a, he's I, exactly my age. Yeah. I fancied him when I was like young watching that film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just the dreamiest man in the whole world. He's and she so worked at Credit Union. Yeah, and <laughs> I had a Credit Union book as a child, so I was like, we have that in common. Yeah, he's beautiful in it. But yeah, still to this day feels like way more of a grown up than any of us. It's a hat. Sitting here making a podcast. It's the hat and the arrival <laughs> and the unceremonious arrival of four children. Yeah, <laughs> the children help, I think. There's four kids in the middle of the war. And know? that big house. Like, oh, God, oh my God. Um, so, so what did you tell us? Your Because it's quite a long film or certainly feels long. Yeah, so I watched the first 40 minutes of a lunchtime yesterday and I got up to just the bit where he gives the 
um, just very impassioned speech in defense of credit unions and like oh, God. giving money to the poor so they can make a life for themselves rather it's the than the hardest thing for it. it's, in the world. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ready to go and burn something after it. Yeah, and I was like, radicalized by it's a wonderful life. <laughs> and I had to go back and work in an insurance company for the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was surprised at how relevant all that still is and how. Um, just I've I've need to watch more Jimmy Stewart. I've seen everything I've seen him, and I'm like, he's the best actor of all time. I don't yeah. understand it. He he's so at ease on camera. Yeah, he feels like he's like just casually chatting. Everything feels completely natural with him. There's a bit. Have you ever seen Rope? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, for a film class. It's like it's a like a pretty serious film about a murder and two guys cracking trying to like keep a murder under wraps, and he just kind of waltzes through with cracking jokes and like just making mm. them crack up just through being jimmy stewart around them he's he's yeah. a film star in that way mm. where it kind of feels like the whole film it like the the crew the cast everything is just constantly pointed towards him and i know yeah. he's the main character so it makes sense but it's like he's so magnetic and charismatic and just being himself but yeah. the character's so alive because of that like i just love like, it sarah you seem like you're you you're like did i watch a different <laughs> film no, I'm just a hater. I'm sorry. I'm just a hater in my bones. I, I get I get you, I do. And I, I there's lots of golden era of golden age of Hollywood films that I like, but I can't get past that um that there's a very particular accent they do at that time. That, oh, I love so that. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Accent. Yeah. It makes me insane. Donna Reed's voice is incredible. Yeah. yeah. What is it called? The transatlantic accent? Is that it could be. Yeah. I think so. It's. I just felt like he was doing this again. This is me coming to it through my whole life of hearing people doing that impersonation of sure. him. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm watching it, it doesn't feel real. It feels surreal. So I guess it's like a, a postmodern viewing of it. Has kind of spoiled the sincerity. Though there were some very beautiful moments in it. I like the bit where they're at the dance and the swimming pool opens. I love under that. them. Mm. That's fucking cool. I love that. I like when they're kids and she whispers into his bad ear that she loves. She's gonna love him forever. That's cool. Aww, yeah. There's lots of really like nice, nice beautiful moments in mm. it. But the blustering around wearing a big hat. See, like <laughs> no. <laughs> um, like I can't. I I feel like it. It, it just turns to. It, it turns shapeless in my brain and mm-hmm. I don't think that's the fault of the work or the performance I think that's culture poisoning on yeah. my part you know yeah um but uh it is nice to this the structure of it which is following one person so intimately does allow an actor to kind of be as charismatic mm-hmm. as that and to light up the sets and to have people following following him intently like he's a real every every man hero type of mm. guy which is a mm. which is a hopeful story to tell yeah. i i like how much time you get with his character like you said alan like you you see his life you see mm. his whole life before you know the 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 inciting incident kind of happens you know <laughs> like 20 minutes before the end of the film and and that's kind of a wild decision but i just love how much time you get to spend with him um so at the end like the absolutely blubbering tears that I have when they're all singing Old Lang Syne yeah. and they're all just coming in with that money and mm-hmm. like it's just so I don't know I, I feel like rescued at the end of it yeah. I'm like I've been through so much with this goddamn film like I've been so depressed for an hour and a half or however long it is it feels so long um 
Because like it was always on. It was it always started at like half nine on Christmas morning on RTE. Yes, when you yeah. Your stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're like you're dealing with your presents or mm. you're you know running around playing with your toys or whatever. But it was always kind of on in the background. And I remember the first year I sat down and actually watched it when it started at like half four in the evening. Mom had gone for a nap or something, and I was like, right, I'm going to finally watch it. It's a Wonderful Life. And by the time she got up from her nap, I was just like in a heap like just mm. couldn't stop crying yeah. <laughs> because of the <laughs> kindness of people at christmas um but like his wife what's his wife's name again mary mary. mary mary so <laughs> did you like so my my main criticism of the film is like how wrong they got mary's alternative like spinster life <laughs> because yeah. it's like oh she works in a library and wears glasses that's awful for her look, uh, look how uh, bad her life would be that she married his friend who was also in love with her yeah. Mary had options yeah. wasn't that the whole point of Mary was that she was like Mary could have had anybody she wanted but yeah. it was Jimmy you know what I mean not Jimmy what was the guy's name what is George. his name George. George. Jimmy Stewart, but it was Jimmy Stewart yeah it was yeah. George so like um, yeah her she would have been fine she yeah been totally fine. You know? She would have been working in the library with her cute glasses, looking adorable with her little hat. Hello. She had a really good hat. Lovely What hat. did you think of it, Cass? Uh, like, it's it's one of those Christmas films that is just such a perpetual part of Christmas for us. It's my dad's favourite film of all time. Weird to have a Christmas movie as your all-time favourite film. So it's like... Sarah has a Christmas song as her all-time favourite song. song of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> so we'll get to that later. I'm having, I'm having conflicted feelings about that these days. Um, so yeah, but like it, it also... Like I love it. I do. I love it in that way that you sentimentally love things that people you love love. Mm. You know, that I'm mm. like, it's one of my favourite films because it's one of my dad's favourite films. Um, like it's twee, looking back on it now, obviously. And it's one of those... It is one of those Christmas films that amalgamates into every Christmas film for me. I'm like, oh yeah, when he got visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future <laughs> sure. and then everyone came together and they ate turkey and the Muppet was fine you know? <laughs> <laughs> like it does like I cannot distinguish between Christmas films um, I think there should have been one Muppet in it there, yeah, there definitely there needs to be a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. Gonzo just popping out of a bin at some yeah. point. Would like, have been yeah. better nice. if Gonzo and Reza had been narrating it rather than the little sparkly guys. You know? yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. had a better time. As far as Christmas films go, I enjoy it. I actually don't like festive content. I don't mm. enjoy Christmas films as a whole. Really? Glad to meet another hater, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's, I just don't, I don't enjoy re like, except for Sister Act 2, obviously. I don't enjoy re-watching the same thing over and over again. And I just, Christmas films are just so fucking twee. Mm. I think every, I think there are Christmas films that aren't Christmas films that recur for me, that mm. like, for some reason, inexplicably singing in the rain is a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sister Act 2, I watch on yeah. Christmas Day every year. It's a Christmas yeah. film. Yeah. 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 The sound yeah. music for me. Yeah, yeah. the sound mm. music. Yeah, there are ones that aren't Christmas films, but RT just has this yeah. whole thing. Or Titanic <laughs> as well. I'll the watch t- Titanic every year. They just play it on the season, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, festive content, festive content, it, it makes me feel a bit prickly too. Yeah. I don't know why. It makes me kind of, um, it pulls into stark, stark relief how different the life that I have is from the things we're meant to be doing. Yeah. Well, I think all Christmas films are at least middle class and up. Yeah, the, yeah. The stories least. that are told. Um, I mean, it's, it's a Wonderful Life definitely deals with kind of class issues. I think in a really good way, considering yeah. how it was when it was made. It was straightforward enough, but the arrival back of the brother with the wife and the job was yeah. Yeah. my heart sank for And yeah, he yeah. was not able to keep yeah. his shit together. And I and was he has just to make like, choices because of money. Like, yeah, you know, people don't generally in these films. Yeah, yeah. the turn of the century, like it's old. It's olden days. So he's it's very, very like different. George is like a 
like the lead singer in an emo band he just could not get out of that town mm. like and all he wanted to do was get out of this oh, downtown nice. you know? yeah, and, yeah and just you know his 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 desire to leave and go and travel and just the way that life just keeps punching you in the head mm-hmm. like it's not it's not exactly festive like I, th- I I think maybe the the Christmassy aspect of of it's a wonderful life is just that maybe you get a tiny bit of a break at Christmas where you can mm. just spend time with your family, but it doesn't mean the rest of everything isn't like beating you down. It's just yeah. here's a little respite for mm. <laughs> a couple Five of days minutes. where we've got a sparkly tree and the but kids it is are just happy. amazing how it's wormed its way into so many other pieces of culture as well. Yeah. That's what's incredible is these Christmas films have sort of shattered into the wider culture and the wider. They're all one story, you know, and yeah. Tiny Tim at the end gets better. Like, they're they're all the same story, just told at slightly different angles, and that's what is sometimes frustrating about them, mm-hmm. you know, um, rather than being able to appreciate them from close up. Yeah. Um, and even the Christmas films that aren't Christmas films, such as Die Hard, which I feel like for years, during a particular uh, era of, of internet gags and repeated jokes, was that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I hate people saying that. Yeah, it is. It's set on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I just like, I, I I hate the the faux argument about it. Yeah, I like argument. it's it's such a weird way to just get um get engagement on a tweet yeah, <laughs> is to just yeah, say yeah. that it is or isn't. Mm. Like it's so easy. It's not a very interesting argument because I mean it, no. it starts as a way for people to be like contrarian about what their favorite Christmas movie was. Yeah, and I would say if it's Wonderful Life is a Christmas film, then Die Hard is a Christmas film. Yeah. Most of its wonderful life is instead of Christmas, and the actual mm. fact that it's Christmas has very little bearing on the f- on the film at all. Yeah, because that audit he could lost eighty thousand dollars at any time. Yeah, you know? that's true. The actual, it's that motherfucker yeah. takes song at the end of the yeah. Christmas film. You know. Do you know what that scene where he loses that money? I think about that every time I lose something, and I'm mm-hmm. like, they they did that so well because yeah. that's what it feels like. Just mm-hmm. the pure mm-hmm. panic that everyone is having in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's yeah, it's so it's oh. But yeah, um, Die Hard. Oh, or, or Alan, do you want to... One like, last thing. Uh, go, gush about the film a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, being hater. I said I wasn't going to be a hater and I'm being a hater. I'm so sorry. The one other thing I knew about the film was the bit in The Simpsons where Bart calls the run of the bank mm. and then Jimmy Stewart is behind the counter going, I don't have your money. It's at Fred's house. It's at Bill's house. It's in Bill's and then house. he did that in the film. I was like, it's the bit from The Simpsons. <laughs> so we watched that episode immediately afterwards. Yes. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's in Bill's house and Joe's house. <laughs> what do you mean the bank's out of money? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Anyway, Die Hard. Die Hard. Sarah, what did you know about Die Hard before? Uh, that it was a Christmas movie. <laughs> 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 I um, Do you know what? The image I had in my head was that it was about a big building and Bruce Willis is running around the big building. Something has gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But that actually is what it, yeah, that's yeah, what that's it turns out to be about. Yeah. You know? uh, I didn't know that it had this sort of um, sad divorce story at the core of it. I always forget that there's a sad uh, divorce story. <laughs> they have to throw something in to make sense. Yeah. Like, they have to. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will hands up admit that I have spent my entire life avoiding this film said I would watch it for this podcast and still didn't. Yay! <laughs> so Cassie, you're missing nothing. You're missing I, th- I feel like I, I can create it in my mind. I can see Bruce Willis, white t-shirt. Um, like it's progressively filthier. Yes, yeah. running around a building. There's fire from somewhere. So much fire. Something's on fire. It's like an episode of Station 19 is what I'm picturing Bruce Willis guesting in. And I feel that's Die Hard. 
Yeah, not much happens, man. He's in this mad long There's terrorism. There's terrorism. Okay. About what? We don't know. They want to steal something in the building. They want money. Not really sure. It's money. Yeah. Yeah, Like, but here was my argument. I was sitting there with Carrie and I was like, why are they keeping money in the office building? Do they not have banks? Do they not have banks to put the money? Do they not have credit unions? Why have they got, why do they have credit unions? (laughs) We don't have your money. (laughs) Why do they have their money? Well, it's not money. It's like bonds and stuff. But why are you keeping that in a safe in your bit? Like, it it could be in a safe in the building. Where where were they? I can't remember. I didn't rewatch it this year. I watched it last year. There was the 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 German lads, Alan Rickman and company, mm. uh, spend the their team of of bad men, from what I could gather, spend a whole bunch of time in the, trying to open this safe while Bruce yes. Willis minces around the building in barefoot, and Germans um, procedurally execute people from a Christmas party uh, and get into an escalating row with Bruce Willis who was not really meant to be at the Christmas party no. as no is just a police officer right and is just there uh, having some caliber of a nervous breakdown due to the fact that his wife mm-hmm. who is kind of leaving him is not using his last name anymore and uh, got a really good job which undermined his masculinity and made him have a bit of a nervous yeah. breakdown that is the real that is the real reason that Bruce Willis is going through it is that his wife got a really good job and he was like this is, this is sort of impeding on my identity yeah definitely uh, and he just says it it's not even subtext it's yeah. text um so I was kind of sitting there looking at it being like, this is the film that everyone taught. This, everyone's real into this. Mm. This is bizarre. Like, it's bizarre. I love it. Like an alien. <laughs> yeah, like an alien. Okay, you, you guys, you guys love it. go for it. I used to watch it while I was at my presence every year. Oh, yeah. 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 So I, I think, I mean, like It's a Wonderful Life, it got me young. Ah, like, yeah. Yeah, it gets, gets you when you're young and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not one for propaganda these days, mm. but Die Hard, I will just put that blinker up. I'll be like... For the next ninety minutes, I love cops. <laughs> I think they, they I always love Bruce save Willis. the day. Yeah, yeah. I love Bruce Willis. I love masculinity. I love masculinity. I love people talking on little walkie talkies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think women should have jobs. Actually, violence. <laughs> violence. Yeah, I love. Well, so I love his friendship with the cop that's outside. That is yeah. actually to be to be fair. That's now. very sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's I think my favorite. Like aspect of the film is those two my interacting. Fav- my favorite favorite aspect of the film is Argyle, the limo driver who spends oh, the whole crisis in the car park smoking weed with the giant yeah. teddy bear listening to music. Yeah, I love him. On. And I was like, that, that's me, man. Yeah, that's the role I wanted. A crisis <laughs> just to be locked in the car park in the limo. He's so. great. Yeah, there's. I, I I think everyone in it is having a lot of fun. Like I think mm-hmm. Alan Rickman's having a lot of fun. I think Bruce Willis is having a lot of fun. Like the limo driver's having a lot of fun. It's just it just seemed like it was a fun film to make and I like that in films. Yeah. I think that's an important I think thing for me if in you films. You don't watch a lot of action films, the things that it does well and different don't necessarily stand out. The fact yeah. that Bruce Willis isn't as big as like Sylvester Sloan or Dolph Lundgren or Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is huge. The fact that he like takes damage and keeps that damage in his body and is yes. physically ruined by the end of the film. Just leaving bloody footprints. Yeah. 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 I, I love that about it. I love that he, by the end of it, he is half dead. Yeah. Like, because things happen to him that like, I, yeah. Get shot a couple times. He gets shot like, a couple times. Like, like if a... you get shot one time. Oh, you're going home. That's, you're <laughs> probably not yeah, going to be working for the rest day. of the day. Like, yeah. Call it a day. But he just, he hates these terrorists. 
Cassie. You've yeah, no idea he's, he's how much he hates these terrorists. He's, he's, he's he hates sort of, terrorists and he loves his wife. And he loves his wife. <laughs> but hates her working. Doesn't yeah. want her to have a job. And he hates her Rolex that the company got for her. Mm, yeah. He oh, like, okay. doesn't have a Rolex. No. So he loves his wife. Poverty, obviously, if he wants to just be a one income household. <laughs> yeah. Two kids, though. Two kids, right. Well, it was that... Sh- he, they were in New York and she moved to LA for the job. That's the, yeah. That's she why took he, the kids. That's why he's on his own in this building because he hasn't. They don't believe that he's a cop when he rings the cops. He's like an NYPD cop. And okay. Like, no, we don't believe you. Yes. So that's why he's he's a one man. So he shows house. up at his wife's Christmas party to surprise her, and she's like, "Get no, her. he was invited. He was invited. Well, let's let's respect John McClane here. Okay. Puts her under the name. For our Being invited by a boss <laughs> to your wife's Christmas party and not the not with the express permission of your ex-wife. No, no, she was, she invited him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But she's not expecting him to show up, and she's sort of like, uh, when he walks in. Though to be fair, when he does walk into the office as the Christmas party is rolling, someone is just straight up doing cocaine on her desk, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Love yeah. that nineties class just a, a just energy. A big, deep, like just a honk of <laughs> yeah. a line. Off it's, it's a very nineties so <laughs> action movie Hollywood Christmas party. Like it's really glamorous. People are in grey outfits. The people hair. People are having oh, shagging right. in other offices. People like, are shagging. It's, it's people are taking cocaine. Good old days, you know. Yeah. Um, so she is really spooked when she when she's sort of in this very conflict she's doing a lot of face acting you know mm, yeah she's she also has a perm from a time an unfair it's, it's, an yeah. unfair perm i would say that's a not that's not a, a, a that's not a kind haircut no i you know? i, 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 I Can don't so you explain to me the tank top so the reason that he's not wearing a shirt is because they go into this little private office to have a little row about their marriage and mm. he's just come off a plane and he takes off his shirt and his shoes crucially his shoes to have a little wash while he's having a row with his wife about their um oh they're like oh I miss you I miss you and he's like and also fuck you like it's a really uh, intense conversation and then suddenly the terrorists have arrived and everything goes tits up and she you know, she gets pulled out of their little row while he's having a wash to give a speech to the company she's a baller but that's when yeah. the terrorists come so he gets trapped in the weird little bathroom when the terrorists arrive in his little tank top with no shoes and does not for an instant stop to put his shoes on though from what I could gather does stop to see if he can take shoes off of a bunch of dead people as he's moving through the building yes which again yeah. that's a nice detail very strange yeah um, I like that bit never puts any of them on though he does try them too small yeah they're too small yeah. um, and I, I love that again. detail because yeah. you you simply cannot rescue a building from terrorists if your shoes are too tight yeah, yeah. Like you, you, yeah. you would be much better off barefoot yeah see, whatever thing, about the shooting blisters on your ankles they would they would oh, put a stop oh, to the day special shot. hell special hell <laughs> and do they get back together at the end Yes, yes, they do. I they do. never need to watch this film. <laughs> There's a nice little hanging out of the side of a building moment where Alan Rickman is trying to drag the white because the the terrorists are like completely maligned by the presence of this this dude who's stolen their detonators on the bombs they wanted to put up, and it's just it's just maligning them from inside the building mm-hmm. and not able to get the cops, the real cops, on his side. Um, and crucially, because his wife's using her maiden name, they don't know who he is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't get um, hostaged specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't get get pulled out uh, until from, kind of the end from the group. Yeah, but she's like she deals with the terrorists really well. Like she's really mm. she's really scrappy. Yeah, um, she's not putting up with their bullshit. Um, yeah, I think I I never really viewed diehards through like a lens like a feminist lens or anything like that because I was like, well, what's the point? It's an action movie from the nineties, but. I I always just felt like my stand-in, my person who I want to be in this film is John McClane. Like, I'm like, mm. everything he did 
I like to think I would do the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I would be a hero. I would run around in my little tank top and I would climb just down an elevator the shaft by myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know, there's something, there's something really nice about, like, I miss, I love 90s action movies. They're probably my Before favorite people genre. Give out to us, it's from 1985. Oh, sorry, oh. sorry. 80s. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, yeah. That's the hair. That's the only tell. Yeah. It could be the 90s. The only yeah. tell is the hair. So, yeah, so eight, 80s, 90s action movies. Like, we're t- like Speed is one of my favorite films. Yes. I've also never seen movie. Speed. It's No, I never will. Keanu Reeves I'm is beautiful. And I'd watch. Like, here's the thing I absolutely do think Bruce is very attractive, though he does have a little bit of. The um, the man from the priest from Fleabag, Andrew, um, Andrew, Andrew Scott. Scott. Okay, in your mind's eye, picture okay. Andrew Scott and picture young Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the eyes, nice. I think. The little nose. kind yeah. of. Yeah, I just there's charm emanating from Andrew Scott, and there is testosterone emanating from Bruce Willis. Bruce looks Willis. like he's charming in, in the pub. Hmm? Bruce Willis looks like he shouted at you in the pub. And I, I kind of do find yeah, him kind of yeah, hot yeah, for yeah, in yeah. like the fifth element where he's also playing John McClane, yeah. um, as I've learned. Um, <laughs> but I then every so often I get this glimmer of like, oh, no, actually, you're not attractive. Oh, oh no, he doesn't at all. First changes it for you. Huh? Mm. You come into the fifth element first, then yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, yeah. totally yeah. different vibe. Because um, mm. he plays a sad cop, a sad divorce cop in that one. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, he's just got this whole this bit that he does. But yeah, normally I need like, but with speed, I just could watch um, Ken Reeves do the dishes. Like I, I think speed, speed is is he's very he's very beautiful, <laughs> and knowing that the two of them fancied each other while they were filming it, but uh, that they oh, didn't both know is very very nice because their chemistry is great. But yeah, so you know those kind of eighties nineties action films where you know there's a detonator or you're mm-hmm. trying to get into a safe and it's not all like computers and you know there's a drone or do you know what i mean like the like kind of modern action films are so they're like really really about the military (laughs) and it's they have kind of the joy is taken out of them they're not tactile there's not a cool little detonate like like in in speed for example there's like towards the end of the film um the bad guy has a, like a bomb detonator that that he's holding in his hand and Keanu Reeves is pointing a gun at him and he's like oh no if you shoot me I'll drop this detonator and if this falls out of my hand we'll all explode and I'm like class that's amazing what a cool thing yeah. what a cool little object to have what in the a film. great thing to be holding yeah but it's just like it's what a cool little idea that like mm. oh you can't shoot him because it, uh, it and it's not like it's not like, oh, I've rigged it so that somebody will, you know, like if, mm. if my heartbeat cuts off, it's like, I don't know, what's that Jason Statham film that I feel like ruined everything? Oh, um, um, what's it called? Crank. Called? Crank. Yeah. Crank. That film ruined everything. Crank is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mad, but yeah. I, I, I hate it. Um, but I, I will watch it again. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think there's just like there's that kind of really tactile, like there's actual bombs with wires and you have to cut the right wire yeah. and all that stuff and I just love where the heroes are like if you put in like a good six work six months of like good work in the gym you can do anything they're doing yes as opposed to like when you get to like Die Hard 4 where he's like he's taking down jacked. fighter jets by jumping on them and yeah stuff. no like, I hate that yeah, I hate yeah. that I just like that he and like everything Bruce Willis did in this film while a lot of it was crazy 
None of it is beyond the realms of possibility yeah. for a human man. Yeah, he looks do. like a person. He looks mm. like a person. He doesn't look like a bunch of weird veins in a bag. No. And uh, No, I, he's got lovely arms, but yeah. he looks like a guy. Yeah, he just looks like a guy. Yeah, and, and I love that. That is nice. That yeah. is kind of... He does look like a guy who would shout it in the pub, but he does look like a guy. Yeah. And I also... I mean, we say this almost every time, but like all the effects are real like it yes. doesn't look like I get real spooked when there's too much um, CGI on screen I have the same thing I feel sick from yeah it. you I can't follow it. what's going on where you they could actually at least that building for instance Jesus yeah, yeah. there you go yeah. Mm. that's fucking that's kind of cool like that's amazing like and ev- every like and he's he's doing stunts like he's doing really really amazing stunts and Keanu Reeves does a similar thing in Speed has someone done Speed on <laughs> Juvenalia not yet oh, someone speed. please come on and do Speed <laughs> um, but like yeah, it's the it's the practical stuff that mm-hmm. I love about it. Um because it's and it's not, you know, well it wasn't when it came out part of this big franchise or something. Yeah. It's just a film about a guy mm-hmm. who saves a building full Based of Based on a novel from the terrorists. Yeah, there's a book. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> there's we should do a juvenile book club where we read the books that the classics are based yeah. on. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Fifth Die Hard. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love Die Hard. I, I just, I, my blinkers go on. Tell me about Alan Rickman, Andrew. Explain him to me. So, <laughs> explain it to me. <laughs> I feel like this happened when we were talking about, when we had that mad day with J- Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was when I was talking to Caroline about what's his name in, in Josie and the Pussycats. Alan Rickman? No, no Alan Rickman. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Yeah. yeah. And I said to her... Yeah. And I said to Caroline on Sentimental Garbage, I was like, he's hot, right? And she was like, I don't get it. And I, I just felt like, I was like, w- did we watch the same film? And I... I thought because I knew about you that you fancied him. I, I, I was like, <laughs> I oh, well, she'll obviously fancy Alan Rickman in this film then. Because he's just... He's no, you so can't hard. come to Alan Rickman at any point in your life if you've seen him as Snape and think he's hot. <laughs> like, can't, can't, you cannot unsee it. I can't. And also knowing the Snape Harry Potter fan fiction that exists in the world. <laughs> there is no, there is just no way to make Alan Rickman hot in my I, eyes. I think in Die Hard... He's very, very hot. I think he's he's a, he's yeah. He's sort villain. of vaguely European. I'm looking back at it. Last night I was like, you know, when you start getting angry when you're watching a film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get on to that in a few. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. already on the. Well, I had already watched the holiday, and then I chased it with Die Hard. So oh, I was already. Fed, I was already just like, I'm ready to kill somebody. So I probably wasn't in as in as much of a compassionate and creative humor as I normally am. <laughs> But I was just I can I can see it I know what you're talking about yeah. I just can't feel it But it's not it's Yeah not, I, not I, I understand it Because he's got that Vaguely European yeah. Vaguely he's, he's queered in it For sure yeah. Like these he's, Scott Polinek He's in that kind of Yeah he's in that weird that, that thing that they do To villains at a certain time In cinema Where they just make them vaguely, A little bit camp Vaguely camp In order yeah. to threaten The masculinity of the Protagonist Yeah um, I see it all yeah. I see it all But it just didn't Clunk into place And maybe because my Alan Rickman is um, in Love Actually, which personally decimated me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't believe in that. find that really hard going now. I don't believe um, that's real. That's, I don't believe that exists. That's the only film where I'm like, ah, now Alan Rickman has come on to the set to do some acting. <laughs> this guy <laughs> is not a real guy. No, I, just, I refuse to engage was there a? Was there a... Uh, this is it's probably incredibly obvious, isn't it? He played somebody in a fucking Jane Austen thing didn't he did he, did he? 
Alan Rickman. Am I making up lies? Am I telling lies? He should. I could be. Well, I can see him oh, in the. He should have. <laughs> God love him. Um, Sorry, Alan. <laughs> uh, well, I was he, he was, in a, was in a period piece? Wasn't I he feel like, like he's definitely been like in a period piece. I feel like he's not Mr. Darcy because that's Tom from Succession. Bingley. Um, no, one of them. I think he is. You're asking like Carrie's I, got the or Cassie's got the phone. Ask yeah. the Wonder Killer because I can see him in an adaptation of something, but I uh, sense sensibility, maybe maybe BBC. Sense thing. and sensibility. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. Bingo bango. He plays um Mr. Rochester who oh. has a mad wife in the attic. Oh and I remember him quite keenly as that, but he's I remember reading the book and being like, All right, Mr. Rochester, what's good? Yeah. And then I'm looking at Al Rickman like you're not Maybe he's just not my man. That's true of all Maybe Austin for me, though. Man. I can't like. I've I've yet to meet my Mister Darcy. Everyone you know I, mean? I have read, every Austin book that I have read, I've read against my will. Uh, okay, three times. <laughs> um, so I know them, but I do not have any fondness for them. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, maybe, but again, maybe I'm bothered. Maybe I was too young. Maybe you know, wrong, right time, wrong place. Yeah. But I, Emma's very funny. Is it? It's it's really it's. I think it's the funniest. The new them. one. No, 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 the, bu- the book. Oh, the book, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah so right. I haven't really liked any adaptation of Emma because none of them have been funny enough, I don't think, because I think the book is hilarious. But yeah, so Mr. So, so my OG Alan Rickman is, is as Mr. Rochester, who is mm. kind of like, but he's always playing these kind of slightly uh, malign motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Um, but it just wasn't, just wasn't sold on him here. Just okay. wasn't sold on him here. That's okay. Such I, a shame. I feel like he's just chewing the scenery, having mm. a great he time. He is chewing the scenery, yeah. Like, just really, really being a villain. And he's just a villain. But, like, like a weird hottie will make any film tolerate, tolerable for me. Yeah. Like, if I can just find somebody to kind of fixate on, I'll be like, I'm That's what I assumed would happen hours. to you with yeah. I, I was like, I don't think she's going to be much into the plot of this. Just find me a freak. I, I'll be grand. Yeah, you know? but, but I was like, I reckon Alan Rickman will be the thing that saves her, but no. No, oh, I think I was, I think the holiday just sent me into a spiral. That <laughs> <laughs> has now become funny, but at the time was very difficult to unspiral. Oh, I've, 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 I've nothing good to say about the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should. Yeah. Probably should. So, Cathy, have you watched? You've watched. The I've holiday. watched the holiday. I mean, you can't avoid that film. We, we all did. did. Successfully. All of you did. Yeah. Okay, so it. what did you think it was? I don't know, man, but it wasn't that. I, so the only, literally, the only thing I knew about the holiday was the cover of it. So I knew that Jude Law was in it, and I knew that Jack Black was in it, and yeah. I knew that two other women were in it. I couldn't remember who they were. Jim Henson's you Cameron could, Diaz. Yeah. And, uh, God Almighty. Yeah. Again, Cameron in my... Cameron Diaz playing Kermit the Frog. Like, I don't know what she's <laughs> doing. <laughs> oh, um, so I thought that maybe... I, I thought it was about two couples who go away on, um, like, vacation. On a holiday. Yeah. Yeah, f- over the Christmas period, and maybe there's, like... They swap or something. I don't Andrea know. I thought it was a like swing yeah. <laughs> And my kind of imagine my disappointment yeah. <laughs> that it wasn't about that. Weirdly sexist movie. Yeah. Weirdly, weirdly sex unsexy movie. I don't know. And it's totally, completely and utterly unsexy. Like how was it so unsexy? So that's the thing, like the thing about that the, the reason why I chose a holiday is because I know that people love this film. And I'm disappointed that there's not one of them in the room right now because no, well, I need this explained. I to you. I entered into a personal um, a personal experiment this week because there was rumors of a sequel of the holiday, and I was like, why? How? 
Ugh. And for what reason? For, but it's it was a it was just a rumor. They've they've quenched it. But um, I was like, if people really like this movie, if they really like this movie, there will be fan fiction about it. Yes. I was doing a lot of, a lot of fan fiction for the Creep Live this week, and I could not find one piece. It's nobody looking, stands. Nobody likes where this film. Where's your where's your like? Not that I everywhere know fan fiction. She says everywhere. I mean, there was like a couple of little. Odd bits here and there, but no sexy fanfic for the holiday. It's no, and fanfic people and holiday fans just completely no separate. It's just, but no, you yeah. can. There is fan fiction for everything, which is what led me to biblical fan fiction. Do check that out on the Creep Hive this week. It was intense. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Um, but it just didn't exist there. Yes, I do think those people are separate, but like you, you will like. There was fan fiction, so much fan fiction for Bernard from the Santa Claus yeah. and not a single piece thrown in for Jack Black or Jude Law That's or any of them. I don't think anybody likes this film. I don't think they do. Are they telling lies then? No, it also I could be a film that you be. pick up and plant in the middle of Love Actually and yes. it's the exact same. Yeah. It's just another so weird plot. I... <laughs> Another problematic relationship to throw into love, actually. I I took notes on my phone while watching it, and they get progressively snarkier. But I mean, the first the first thing, so it kind of opens with um, um, Rose from Titanic, (laughs) Kate Winslet, (laughs) delivering this horrendous monologue. My God, that was awful. But but I was like, she should never be in... So she's at her office Christmas party, which takes place in the office, and she's talking to her friend, I guess... Secondary character, secondary sassy character, vaguely sassy, who is smoking. And I was like, she doesn't look right around someone who's smoking indoors in an office. She just doesn't have a face of somebody who is in that environment. She's too, like, wholesome. Yeah. But you shouldn't put an Oscar winner into a festive, terrible film. No. Like, like, so... The that whole opening bit, I was like, "Why have they taken all of the jokes out of Bridget Jones?" Mm. Yeah, like yeah. this is Bridget Jones's diary without any of the joy. It's mm. just depressing, and she's like a vaguely quirky. And I did actually; she's hers is the character that I ended up liking the most yeah. out yeah. of the four of them. Um, but like, she's just—I don't know—I I feel like they—they they were like, we just need a Bridget Jones type character for this person or for this mm. section and then they did that and they were like yeah it's fine well just completely ignoring everything that makes Bridget Jones brilliant and fun and believable as a person it's just I don't I I don't know what film they thought they were making I really don't yeah do you know what? that's actually a really good point they just it, it's that's that's not a film that's but they two don't things. You, it's two story that's yeah it's, it's already else. a film yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's every other Christmas film it's love actually but extended it's like watching love actually slow down it's it's yes. horrendous um but see the thing is that's why i think i hate christmas films you don't even have to try with them you just have to get them into the cinema for christmas time mm. yeah like it doesn't matter what they are put in some x-factor winners some sad music mm. um i think there's one i'm trying to think of that one particular song that's in all of them and there you have a christmas hit yeah it doesn't but matter. I, so I, th- I think for me, like a Christmas rom-com is something that I like. Like I, I consider Bridget Jones' Diary a Christmas film and I'll watch it every yes. Christmas. And I love that film. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, but there's things that 
you need to like there's certain beats you need to hit in a rom-com and I don't mind that it's uh like I, I feel kind of safe in the format mm. I'm like yeah but an hour in there'll either be a kiss or there'll be conflict or whatever it is yeah and they'll I'm, almost get together and then they won't and then they yeah, will exactly like, and then there might be a little chase or a whatever and someone I like will that. think someone it's, is hooked up with somebody else they haven't it's all a misunderstanding. Kind of misunderstanding and it's yeah and I have to fast forward through that bit because I get stressed but, but you're, you're right following the format is so comforting yeah like even though you know you can predict every single beat of a wrong yeah. pro- like you you just know it exactly but the format in it's this art was a little bit off it, yeah. Like it was, ev- everything was like slightly to the left of the beat that they were trying to hit. Like Cameron Diaz and um, Jude Law. I will not be using the character names because there are no characters in this film. None, there are no. just actors saying lines. But Cameron Diaz and, and Jude Law, their big kiss moment comes at the end of a montage of other vaguely kind of Christmassy stuff happening. And it just happens at the end of the montage with no swell in the music, no build up to it. It just happens Uh, the same as with with the same kind of weight put on it as like, I don't know, someone decorating a Christmas tree or someone driving down the street Mm -hmm. or something. And I'm like, no, this should be like, where's the swelling strings? Like, where's the big, I don't buy them. Where's the running towards each other in the snow? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. When she was running back to the house without her baggage, Without her baggage, did you notice on the way in she was carrying a suitcase and it was really difficult for her to run and because it was she had loads of baggage and then she left her baggage behind her so yeah. that she got to run to the house free of her and baggage. And remember he, he couldn't drive her all the way up to the house? But he picked her up from the house. Yeah. Picked her up outside the house. But that was the longest scene in a film I've ever seen. <laughs> when she when she was running back. Oh my god, it was and she like kept turning around. Long. It's oh should we explain the plot of the film for people or are we just assuming? Yeah, we no, we didn't just it? say what we thought it was without saying what actually yeah. happens. Yeah. Go on, Alan. Give us the rundown. Yeah, you can okay, rundown. Okay, so Cameron Diaz is... I'm so angry, a, I'm sorry. <laughs> ...is a hotshot trailer producer in LA yeah. who just found out her long-term boyfriend is cheating on Who's her. Who's not, not Paul Rudd. Not Paul Rudd. <laughs> Definitely not Paul Rudd. Same thing happened to uh, both of Kate us. Kate Winslet is a wedding announcements writer for the Daily Telegraph. Is that what she is? Yes. Okay, who right. Is, cause that's why... So, who was still in love with her ex, who was an opinion columnist for the Daily Telegraph. Oh, yes, yes, which is yes. the most unbelievable thing in the film, that someone would be in love with a Daily Telegraph opinion columnist. Like, that's the word. Yeah. Well, he... Uh, it's the least actually, job do you know what? He, he's the only <laughs> character that is believable. He's a monster. He's that's a very what spe- I feel like they all are. He's a yeah. very specific calibre of disgusting monster. <laughs> yeah, yes. he is. He's so awful. he's kind of kept her on the hook for years since he cheated on her and they broke mm. up. Um, at the Christmas party, he announces his engagement, uh, which is why the editor says that he... It's important for her to know because she lost read, read the wedding announcement. Yes. Yeah. Um, in, in in an exact kind of replica of um, da- uh, Darcy and Natasha getting engaged in uh, Bridget Jones' Jones, diary. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's she she is Natasha. Like it's in the same yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. There's also they're also kind of very for a film that kind of is doing that. What year is it? Two thousand five. Uh, no, yeah. no, surely it's not. For yeah. the time that we're at, which is not quite full contemporary sexual liberation, there's a lot of like, uh, like it's an unsexy film in which sex <gasps> happens. Mm. But you also don't really understand whether or not Kate Winslet is still sleeping with the opinion columnist. Yeah, that's You true. don't really mm. know if that's still happening. I feel like it is. Yeah. But it's not really, ex- it's uncertain 
And yeah. I don't think it's uncertain on purpose. I think it's just brushed over a bit whether or not they're still dragging each other. Yeah, mm. there's a question mark over it because she does say, so, like someone says to her like, oh, are you still hung up on him? And she was like, no, 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 that ended ages ago or whatever. But it's clear that she still is. So she obviously has to keep this relationship a secret, whether it's like a one-sided her being in love with him thing or him still calling her up late at night, even though he's yeah. engaged mm. or whatever. So so then on the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, Cameron Diaz, yeah. Uh, decides she needs to finally take a holiday because she's very highly driven, hasn't taken a holiday ever. Because yeah. uh, you cannot, there is no, there is no spectrum of ambition for women in movies. It is yeah. workaholic, burnt <laughs> out, smoking in the bathroom, or doesn't work. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because women working is bad. Mm-hmm. We've, learned is bad. Our, We've learned this throughout our journey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real lesson of Christmas. <laughs> so Cameron Diaz goes on a house swap website. She Googles vacation Loudly. Spots. Out loud. Yeah. She Googles she things out loud. Types, yeah. <laughs> and finds so Kate wins its idyllic English cottage. Mm. And they decide to swap houses for two weeks. Over the, the over the Christmas. Yeah. Um, Kate Winslet has a brother who's played by Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Um, who is like, yeah, he makes me hate myself because I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, person like obviously Jude Law is very attractive but yeah he's objectively very attractive yeah. but, but the way he's shot in this film I'm like I'm like okay you know don't lay for the point too English, much I wouldn't believe he was English in this I would assume he was an American playing an English guy yeah, really yeah he's doing weird no but the, the way he speaks all the lines I guess it's the way it's written yeah um, by an American it's writing a- Charming English person. They give yeah, him yeah. some whopper bad dialogue. No, it's it's the whole thing American is bad doing dialogue. Richard Curtis. Yes. So, yeah. That's exactly it, yeah. That's what it is. It's like mm. a fake... So he, he stops by drunk after being in the pub. And... It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how she talks. Yeah. <laughs> and Cameron Diaz invites him in. Um, or he invites himself in because he usually stays over in the house and she's like minded the house. And he comes in, they have a drink. There is no chemistry between the two of them, and then she kisses him immediately. Mm-hmm. So there's no build up. There's no chance to be like, "Ooh, I hope these two kiss." No, straight, straight yeah. away kissing, and then she's like, "I'm terrible at having sex, but would you like to do it anyway?" It's bizarre. I don't that understand written. that aspect of her character. Like, is it because she works really hard she can't be good at sex? Yeah, you can is only have a brain or a yeah. body. You can't have both uh, yeah. at the same time. Um, but I do. Un- I think I understand what they were doing here that wasn't working which mm. was they were I can I can I think there's a lot in the way of what was otherwise a kind of a compelling workaholic character which mm. is that she's you know kind of comparatively traumatized by her parents divorce is not a deeply emotional person is very driven very successful hence massive gaff she wasn't having like sex with her partner at yeah. all which is kind of why you left but, her but I think like, for, for that on for paper, that to work you can I think you should pick Either she can't cry, which is one aspect of her personality, mm-hmm. or she can't have sex. I don't think you need both. Yeah, yeah. they just I, remove I feel, her of like all the, emotions. They sort of, yeah, they sort of psych- psychically neuter her. So that's why her approach on Jude Law is uh, it just feels really stilted and weird. Yeah, it's I think just, it's supposed to be cute, but and it's we're not. meant to believe that they actually had a nice time. Like she was so um, brittle. Or yeah. something it was really weird like it's re- and and it doesn't warm up between them weirdly no. enough even mm. though their relationship is meant to be a sort of passionate snowy I've only got two weeks kind of thing and it's like there's something missing there's something there's also no mm. sex in the film no there's like no there's no sex. there's not even like a scene where they like bare shoulder yeah there's not a single bare shoulder and I'm like mm. Mm. 
Like, this is a rom-com. I need there's a bit a, of heat. But are they positioning it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. But yeah. that's... Yeah, I, it's... I, they, I think but it's just them both lying like, like Barbie and Ken upside on, on a bed. Yeah. They're not, like, actually touching even in that scene. Yeah. So actually, like, one of the kids makes an observation that Cameron Diaz looks like Barbie, and I was like, she does. She's so frozen. <laughs> like, she's so brittle. She's like, also really, really bad at acting, and I didn't know that. She's... She's, she's not good. Yeah, she's... And She's I feel like I just for all saw her and stuff when I was a kid and just kind of thought she was like an actor, do you know? Because like she has an interesting face, you know? Yeah, oh, she's beautiful and she's beautiful in, in this film. Kate Winslet's but a real actor though. Like, Kate Winslet is acting this her ass is, off. But this is the thing, right? We've gone from the holiday in 20, 2006, two years later in 2008. So uh, like she probably came out of the LA and went straight into working on Revolutionary Road and The Reader. Yeah. yeah, like where she was up for the Oscar twice. Yeah, beating herself, contender. winning it for the reader, and beating herself for Revolutionary Road. Like, yeah. Why like, did she do this film? I don't know. Cash Money Superstar. See, like Nancy Meyer does have like a good reputation. She, like, she did the Father of the Bride. Shit, it's complicated. Something's got to give. All those. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just want to do like a big, a nice kitchen film that will get played on TV and you'll get residuals for it forever. Nice yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. Mm. Her films are, fav- are famous for huge nice kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's they- such a nice... That is a very <laughs> accurate summation. They yeah. are nice kitchen films. Mm. Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, while, we give, while, while the, the un, unsexy uh, romance story is playing out for Cameron Diaz in the English countryside, uh, on the other side of the world, Kate Winslet rocks up to the palatial... Hollywood mansion that Cameron Diaz lives in. I hate the mansion. And yeah, it's super. Kerry calls them super villain homes. Yeah, they're like theme parks for Europeans. So like they're America theme parks. She's yeah. got a button beside her bed where if you press it, it will play only the intro and outro of Jets. Are you going to be my girl? <laughs> like, I that's that's something that I cannot stand in films when you have diegetic music that cuts out a bit of the song. I'm like yes. if if the film is uh, if the song is being played in the scene, you mm-hmm. have to play the song as though it's a real song. Yeah. You can't cut it. You can't cut it for time. Mm-hmm. That's not how the world works. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it. You know, and given that half music. of the mm-hmm. half of the America side cast are movie people, yeah, you would think that there would be a bit more of, of the that. rules of the movies in it, but no. no. She befriends an elderly man who was a world famous screenwriter who is great. Love mm. him. He's great. Love him. Um, and also kind of Jack Black, who really isn't in it very much for he a man who's on be the poster. In it so much more. He's sort of just peppered in there. He's not really around. He doesn't get a chance to bed in properly, so that when he does do the Jack Black thing in the video shop yeah it so feels cute. out of nowhere yeah but it is it's like that's the first time i laughed in the whole film yeah. so it's a mm-hmm. like yeah it's so in congress with the rest of what's going on jack black doing his thing yeah it's so unlike the tone of literally everything else that it's yeah. almost like what what the fuck's happening here yeah you know um, i do think he, he does some good acting when he has to leave the is it like a sushi place they're in because yeah i i was like mm, good acting jack. and i i think i think jack black is a great actor um i loved him in king kong i thought he was great in like school rock i think oh, he's really great good. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah really, fan really club talented. yeah yeah love him um he's the hottest person in the film and he should be in it more yeah like, like country mile ab- absolutely like the poster promised me that at least a quarter of this film yeah. was going to be jack about jack black, black. Yeah. and it just wasn't and like where is he? So underused, you know? Have you seen that clip of him talking about, like, being asked to do it? No. And he's like, oh, and they asked me to do it with 
Kate Winslet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you after. Like if you're if you're listening, uh, go and look it up. It's like it's on TikTok at the minute and. It was actually, I saw that video and I was like, oh, I'll pick the holiday. <laughs> but he only gets a little tiny smooch offer at the end, which is such a bummer. Worst bar. kiss. Just like a little Mleh. I get really annoyed if, if there's no, I, I get annoyed if there's no kissing in films. Uh, I need like a little, a little bit of kissing. <laughs> and like life in general, I get real cranky. I just need a little bit of kissing. You're real pissed off about no kissing for too long. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, where's, oh no. where's my kisses? Like, this whole situation could do with a bit more smooching. Yeah. You know, like that's very, that's a really good about punctuation mark on life in general. Yeah. Can't go too long without it. And the, and the kisses in this film, so like I said, the Cameron Diaz and uh, Jude Law one where they reunite is, you know, tacked on at the end of a montage, rubbish, mm. absolutely no emotional weight. And the one between Kate Winslet and Jack Black is cute. Like it happens while they're, you know, watching their, their friend give his little lifetime achievement thing or whatever. But it's it's so quick and we don't get like a big emotional moment from either of the couples. No, we do. I think the, I the, the biggest big emotional moment you have is when Kate Winslet's garbage observer, um, calmest boyfriend, shows up at the house. Yeah. And is about, and then unceremoniously tells her that he is not breaking off his engagement, but would like to continue whatever the fuck he's doing with her. Yes. Including sending her chapters from his novel. I remember when he did that, oh. I was like, I'd like, give anything to read it. Like, just, that makes me sick. That's, that's the holiday fan fiction I want, is I want someone to write the first two chapters of his novel. Just my, mm. just my incredibly specific nightmare. Like, just absolutely not. I feel like we've all dealt with men who want us to read their novel or their play Jesus or their whatever it is you know but um oh nightmare and he shows up and she's like really rattled because she's again an amazing actress and then at a certain the 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 narrative that seems to be happening ever so slightly off screen is that um the elderly famous screenwriter neighbor has been sort of drip feeding her old hollywood movies in the in the hope that it would somehow turn her into the protagonist of her own life that 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 should have been more heavy-handed yeah because that, that was great that's, I a like, that. uh, that's a real pinterest or and instagram meme that's like you should be the main character of your own life and i'm like oh they've been saying this in the holidays since 2002 <laughs> very good this is an old idea huh yeah um and she does, in fact, lose her shit at him completely. She yeah. just like screams at him, and it's uh, and she yells at him that she has gumption. Which yeah, I thought yeah, was really cool. which is nice. That, that was more Richard courtesy, I think, yeah. than the rest mm. of it. You know, yeah. Um, and I obviously cried when he walked into the like. I knew that got me as yeah. as soon as as soon as so she opens a letter and uh, it's like, oh, we'd like to invite you to this lifetime achievement event where we all want to celebrate you. And the old man is like, no, I don't want to go. It's going to be me and eight people who are obsessed mm-hmm. with my films, and it's going to be embarrassing. Blah, blah blah. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, okay, I can schedule in a cry <laughs> in, in about twenty minutes time because he's obviously going to walk into a room. Everyone's going to stand up and applaud him, and it's going to be like the end of Titanic, where yeah. like where you know, she yeah. walks in yeah. and everyone from the boat is there and clapping and it gets me every time so I was like right 20 minutes and then lo and behold he walks in I'm in tears on the couch and I was like fuck sake like why am I like this why am I so predictable but yeah so like I mean technically I laughed and cried like I laughed once at Jack Black in the in the video store and I cried once when the old man was appreciated by his peers (laughs) I think if we squeeze like Cameron Diaz and Jude Law's bit 
time down into the time Jack Black actually gets. Yes. Yeah. And expand the rest of it out. Yeah, I think it'll be like okay. An English person to do a rewrite of it. Yeah. It might have worked better. My big quarrel with Jude Law in general as well was his whole bit, was his job in that he was an editor and because he always knew his whole life that he was going to be an editor of books because his mother yeah. was an editor at Random House. And I feel like my whole body changed color. I'm like, am I going yeah. to feel empathic mm-hmm. towards a nepotism baby? And his <laughs> and father was an author, like a writer I'm, of historical I'm, fiction. I'm just like, I, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I specifically hate you, you know? And there's all this stuff that's like, you know, put down around him that's meant to make him this very alluring, sweet guy with his perfect yeah. daughters and their sleep crashed out in the bed and he's like editing next to them. And I'm like, but why is none of this doing to my brain the thing that it's supposed to be yes. doing? Mm-hmm. Because why is it making me angry instead? Because up until that point, he's presented in the film as though the big reveal is going to be that he's a serial killer. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like secret phone calls and... Y- y- and you're like, yeah, obviously. You're you know, too handsome to be a good man. Yeah, yeah, he's too handsome. He's getting these calls from these women who it's later revealed are his children. Do they have individual phones? I yeah, that's that stra- was weird. strange. Yeah. Um, On an editor's salary, I don't think yeah. you're giving mobile <laughs> phones to your so. two seven-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, but he's he's an editor in, in in a movie, and they they get like three hundred k, like they, a nice yeah, <laughs> like, they, like novelists and they, they and sell. people who write for the fucking observe who re- wedding announcements for the Observer who yeah. can somehow afford their own gaff, like yeah. okay, and to fly to LA and <laughs> sure, on a whim. Um, you work but, in an office, is this okay? But everything up up to that big reveal, I was like, oh yeah, no, there's something shady about him, and I know that they were kind of doing that on purpose. And then the big reveal is that he's got two kids, and he's actually just a really nice guy, he's and so I'm like, wholesome. Well, and then just all of the conflict or interest in their story mm. just like left my body. I was like, well, okay, so now I just have to care about how you're going to figure out your long distance relationship, like for the next forty minutes of this film. Like, I don't. And I don't know. everything takes so long in this yeah, film. It's slow. It's slow. Like, it feels like Nancy Myers. It was like Hallmark movie, Christmas movies are a piece of piss. I'm going to write two of them at once. Yeah, yeah. And then she just did not get what makes them good or enjoyable. Mm. Mm. and like how efficient they are with story and how they yeah. get through it all but they, because they appreciate the format of the yeah. rom-com the kiss yeah. comes in the last two minutes of a Hallmark movie no matter yes. what yeah. yes. you, you can subvert yeah. the format but mm. you can't throw it out like yeah. you can't because it will feel wrong it's like you, you like putting the wrong chord in a song if the if the chord isn't in that key it's it gonna feels, sound weird it's uncanny it valley stuff yeah. it feels so strange i think i want my i want my rom-coms to be predictable Me too. and then i want my good films to be the opposite of rom-coms yeah that women who live in small towns escape and get big jobs in the city yeah and mm-hmm. i want my christmas stupid rom-coms to be big city woman hates working jobs bad woman <laughs> comes yeah. home flannel mm, yeah. man like that's yeah. what I she want. meets a guy who lives in the woods and they both live off the land for the rest of their lives even together bonus points if they knew each other when they were children Absolutely. and lost touch yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I recommend two Hallmark movies that yes, do what please. this film does? Because I've watched, obviously did two seasons of Rose Chestnuts where I've watched over 20 Hallmark Christmas movies at this point. So if you want a, a Christmas movie where um, a writer who is having trouble getting over her ex goes away for a while and ends up still having to deal with her ex in that new place, go for the Christmas Inn with Alicia Witt. Okay. Which is okay. a writing retreat. It's excellent. Oh, lovely. And if you want a film where a big city high-power woman uh, goes home and falls in love with a lumberjack man, uh, go for Christmas Festival of Ice. Okay. okay, which 
does that amazing thing that Hallmark Christmas movies do where they invent a thing and then pretend that everybody is obsessed with the thing and knows what it's about. And what is the thing? At an ice sculpting festival. Okay. Right? It's where always a festival or a fair. Everybody in the town knows how to sculpt ice. And it's oh, a wow. community yeah. event. There yeah. has to be a big community <laughs> event 45 minutes in yeah. that everyone's yeah. working Crafts. towards. There needs to be quite a lot of crafting. And well, then someone who comes like, um, and helps the yeah. innkeeper win unexpectedly the baking competition. The, the ice sculpting festival in that one is like... You know the the jive competition in Greece? Yeah. Where someone's like tapping them on the so- shoulder? It's like that, but for ice sculptures. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. So amazing. Yeah. So yeah, don't watch the holiday. Watch two Hallmark Christmas movies instead. Yeah. I would say. There yeah. is an Irish Christmas, an Irish person in a Christmas movie with Lindsay Lohan currently. Am I making that in my brain? My Christmas ad of the year is that Lindsay Lohan pouring milk into Pepsi really slowly. And I wasn't initially sure whether or not it was like an AI thing designed specifically to make me feel very upset. But apparently it's real. And Lindsay Lohan's in a Christmas movie. So Lindsay Lohan's in a Netflix Christmas, Christmas movie, movie called something Christmas. And yeah. it, it, the Pepsi it's milk thing is real though, isn't it? Falling do, for Christmas. Falling for Christmas. Um, she has terrible boyfriend, suffers head injury, uh, is loses it that, her. It's your man, Taylor Swift's um, fella. Who is was that in who it is? Conversations with friends. Is oh, that, is that h- him? Is that him doing an Irish accent again? No, or, no, 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 no. It's it's, it's an ex Glee. Like it's oh. an ex oh, Glee actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, terrible. Obviously, very predictable film. Gets a head injury. Falls in love with unlikely small innkeeper when her father has this giant hotel empire and they look 59% after 59% of Ron Tomatoes and she breaks up with influencer boyfriend because he's not a nice guy Good it for is her. so dumb and enjoyable because it's exactly what it's supposed to be yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which is I just, desperate I just think yeah if you're going to make a Christmas film you should have the decency to make a Christmas film and not yeah yeah I not think get it wrong yeah I don't, I'm just, do I want Christmas rom? I love Hallmark films. I love mm-hmm. the stupid Hallmark things because I hate them, but yeah. I can watch them and hate them and enjoy them. And, you know, mm. they're awful and it's fine. I know exactly what to expect. Yes. I don't think I want someone to remake the holiday. I don't need a good Christmas rom com. Yeah. We've got Bridget Jones. That's yeah. perfect. I enjoy Love Actually. I don't think it's a good film. No, but I enjoy it. I like. Yeah, I mean, it's I got like all watching the... all these characters move about, and I absolutely loathe some of them, and some of them I quite like, and that's lots just of des- love actually fan fiction out there. Yeah, just des- I'd say there is. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's too many, so many characters that people want to. That's the mark of something that will build fan fiction is having very short experiences with very charismatic characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, not that I've ever read fan fiction. Oh, God, no, God, no. I read so much this so week. It's put I've me in never. a very weird mental space. Mm, I would be fine for anyone to go through my fucking search history <laughs> and not be frightened of me afterwards. That would be grand. No, um, this week would get I will tell you after Biblical the fanfic. recording, the two characters in Harry Potter, um, his fan fiction I read or read, <sighs> Um, I mean not present tense I mean that (laughs) Um, and it's not the two you'd expect (laughs) I did once stumble upon through Tumblr a Harry and Ron fanfic that has stayed with me for very 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 long was it good no is any of it I, 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 I've, I've read some good fan fiction yeah okay I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong places I've read a chapter 
And there's only one chapter that exists of Harry Potter fan fiction that is so much better than anything Joanne Rowling can ever write. <laughs> I like that we're just calling her Joanne now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I will not observe her author name. Um, Look, if, she, if she will not observe the pronouns of others, I won't observe the name that she's I feel like when herself. I read fan fiction, again, I'm only looking for the deep niche. I'm going, I'm walking in weird avenues, man. Yeah. It's, it's like Love Actually. It's the characters you see for five seconds and you're like, oh, I want to know more about them. And I oh, bet more. you there are people with a lot more free time and generosity than I have. Have, mm. who are writing whole novels about these characters who I have only ever seen for 10 minutes oh and my my last it. big fan fiction thing where I was like well I just need this was uh Tom and Greg from Succession I was like people need mm. to be writing about these two fucking because because <laughs> it's all I okay, care they about. are they I are they are like canonically <laughs> they are boyfriends but I just needed a lot more and I went and I read and it was fine it, it does it fine. does what it says on the tin it does what it says on the tin absolutely so um if it just sounds like and I mean I did say it up top that we spent this episode talking about how we hate Christmas I know I love Christmas I love all these you films. love them all I'm a Christmas defender and I yeah. am the Christmas hater did you like the holiday no no but I loved the, the Hallmark movies I recommend them instead yes 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 yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I know yeah I, I, I thought we were like a shoe in with a one. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful life. I, was I really like, thought okay, of, of the three good. of them. Yeah, there would be. Well, yeah, I think there's a, there's a good for a cross section of different Christmas opinions. I remain immovable. Mm. Um, I just am sort of Christmas, nah, and I try. You know, mm-hmm. I do my best. Mm. Um, but I still can't quite get my head around it. I'm kind of an- just anti Christmas yeah. Day. I kind of hate Christmas Day, but the lead up to Christmas, I'm like, yeah, this is nice. But the older I'm getting, I'm like. You know, did we not just have Christmas two weeks ago? Like, <laughs> it's very fast. Again, I, I, I am of the opinion uh, that we should have Christmas once every two years. Like, oh, like, oh, I think it would be amazing. That's you know really what? Good. Yeah, much the Biennale. A year, yeah. just a year, like a little break. Yeah. Just oh yeah, break. you still you still get a few days off, but, but no, you, Christmas. no Christmas, and you don't have to be a Grinch. Like you don't have to lights, lights, lights but not yeah. the tree. You don't have to do any of that. this week. Oh my See? god! That's I'm, it. I'm, I'm I think I'm with you. This till next do year. we hate Christmas? I like Christmas. I like spending time with the family, but I hate the faff. Yeah, the faff I'm not is really hard. Haven't done the tree yet. Don't feel excited to do it. I did crochet some snowflakes. Well, that's in your autumn. tree. That's wintry. That's, that's your wintry. tree. I was wintry, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think, but not, uh, like, I think the things I hate about Christmas is that. <laughs> not not a sentence I thought I'd say on the Christmas uh, <laughs> episode of Juvenalia, but here we are. The things I hate about Christmas is the is the kind of the feeling that you're not living up to the Christmas that you should be having, which is sold yeah. to us through all these films. Coming face to face with an impossible myth. Yeah. And finding your reality is just not quite Maybe that's a millennial. Well, I I just don't have enough money to have the kind of Christmas that. Yeah, it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure. I think I I enjoy Christmas with a family because we embrace tacky Christmas in Knock Line. It is so ridiculous, and we don't do we don't do big Christmas films. We don't sit down and think we watch films. Generally, my two younger brothers have worked in cinemas. And they are great movie pickers. Mm-hmm. And they will pick like what the best films of the year have been. Yeah. And we'll watch those. Yeah. So it's enjoyable without it being Christmas themed. Yeah. And so I just can't hold those festive films in my head. I was when I was explaining that one about Lindsay Lohan, I was like, was that that one or was that the one with the one from high school musical who has a secret twin? I can't remember. Oh yeah. There's yeah. one of them there's amnesia in a lot of them. Yeah. 
and yeah. time travel, I think, in that one. I think there's, uh, potentially. there's definitely one where, there's, where, where a knight travels through time from the Renaissance. I didn't watch it, but I watched yes. a video essay making fun of it, um, <laughs> which I'll try to find because that was a lot of fun. But yeah, a bit of time travel in them. You know, it's a wonderful life. There's, you know, supernatural elements in that as well. Mm. Supernatural. I'm sorry, yeah. religious. I'm a Christmas hater. No, I'm not a Christmas all. hater. Like, I, I try so hard every year. And uh, I'm going away for Christmas this year. So um, I have decided to peace on the whole operation. Oh, good idea. Um, for the first time, finally gotten up the nerve to just not do it. That's mm. a good and, idea. Uh, I, f- I feel so relieved. Yeah. But also, that relief is sort of tempered by the feeling of like I wish I could get my head around it like I wish I could like it mm. like maybe my fucking Grinch off the hill moment is yet to come but um which I'm open to liking it I'm not like permanently affixed on my distaste for it mm. but it is stressful it is tricky it can be very lonely I think mm. I've, I, I've like tried to reframe it like Christmas has always just been me and mom so Sometimes when you go on social media and you see, you know, big families, everyone's over. And I'm like, oh, maybe that would be nice. I know myself, it wouldn't. I would hate that. But you do get that feeling of like, oh, is that what Christmas is supposed to be? But now in the past few years, I've just kind of reframed it where I'm like, no, Christmas, Christmas morning, we go down. I maybe do the swim in Tremor. Maybe I don't. We come home. We have our dinner at like noon <laughs> like because we want it over and done with and then as soon as that's finished we get back into our pajamas and we watch films for the rest of the day and i'm like that's christmas it's not mm. big dinner it's not turkey we're both vegetarians it's like it's none of that stuff it's just like i i don't see friends on christmas eve i don't see friends on stephen's day yeah so i kind of miss that whole aspect you know, of it for as years well. i tried to do that i tried to go home to the house and stay and go to the local pub and there was one year me and my childhood best friend steph who we used to, we spent christmas day together a couple of times like we lived next to each other and we were our, our christmases were very much about each other during our childhoods in my in my memory anyway and me and her did for years a pretty good job at seeing each other on christmas eve um she lived away uh, then and obviously that tradition dissolved um but we we respectively lived away and tried to keep Mm. it going but you know things change and there was one christmas eve where we said right we'll go down to the pub and we'll wade into the soup of people we used to go to school with and it was horrifying yeah it was horrendous strange yeah really upsetting actually yeah and um i had just come back from america and it was just really odd and i think there are some people for whom the community they grew up in is something that organically became the rest of their lives. And there's yeah. some people f- who had to break away from it. And the breakaway folks, and there's no, there's no moral uh, weight, by the way, on either of those no. experience, lived experiences, because I think no matter what way you live, either one is something that you desire. When you, if you, if it's, it's like fucking Jimmy Stewart, you know, being stuck at home, they, they feel stuck or then... If you're gone, then you feel like a fucking satellite or an alien. And there's no right way of doing it. But either way, when you're confronted with Christmas, the winning team is the home team. Yeah. Yeah, And that can be very distressing. That, that That is a feeling that I've had since I was like 18. Mm. And I've never been able to articulate it articulated the home but that's team. exactly it. it's the, the winner is the home team it's yeah. about every everyone who stayed is rewarded for staying by yeah. the cherishing of a community and everyone mm. who left sort of just comes back in and it's like oh would we kind of expect <laughs> i guess expect the hero's journey you know you return to the same spot mm-hmm. having learned more no. and we'd never get that no. ever no you don't 
you don't get it. And uh, the last time that I did it, I had a very flinty conversation with somebody um, in a bar where, uh, in that old bar, and I was like, I don't think I can ever. I can't, I was I was full of warmth, and they were just not impressed by my presence. And I was like, I just gotta never do this again. Yeah, yeah. That sometimes, like we talk about, obviously Juven- juvenilia being the name that it is, is all obviously a show very deeply tied to nostalgia, but the word nostalgia describes not to be like at the root of the word but the root of the word means it a feeling that captures the idea of never being able to go home again mm. and that for me is christmas yeah is that sense of like well something a door that is closed and a feeling that you experience while standing at that closed door mm. yeah sorry that's such a bummer but do you know what i mean like yeah. it's that feeling of like okay fuck so what do you do with that feeling you go and you do something else. Yeah. You go and you build something else. And that might take more effort because it's awful warm in there. But I think that whatever you build by yourself um, ultimately will come to be more precious in time. But it doesn't just happen. One, it's not just one year. It might year. take years. It to might do. take yeah. 10 years, 15 right. years, the rest of your life. You know, so if you are not a Christmas person, that is okay because a bunch of us aren't either. We've all just sat around here and just poor Alan Christmas. I'm poor like, Alan loves Christmas. These three, these three bitches you know? are like, you the know? holidays has a lot to. Yeah, but that's the Christmas film I would that, watch. You know? Someone yeah. building their own reality in their own world that it's anti-Christmas while embracing the good parts of it and rejecting the stuff that makes you feel pressured and makes you feel lonely and makes you feel outside of it. Ostensibly, yeah. the Grinch is kind of about that, but those yeah. from Whoville get him in the end. You yeah. know? He comes back to it. Yeah, I want it. I, I want it to be the. You know, there is a there is a. I suppose a joy and a comfort in a coming full circle. Someone who feels outside of it is welcome back in and then embraces Christmas and can love it. But I want it to be explored further than I don't want there to be that end point where it's just, oh, Christmas is wonderful and now we are accepted because Because we've won the ice picking thing. You know? What about New Year then? I love New Year's now, to be fair. I do. What happens like (laughs) after you you embrace Christmas and you decide that, yes, this community is the one for you and blah, blah, blah? blah. Like, what happens to the rest of your life? What happens to that character? Yeah. Yeah. What what are they doing in February? You know, it's like this homecoming moment. Like, I don't know. It's, It's like a choice. It's like you have to decide whether it's you or the community. And in Christmas films, the choice is you you choose community. Always. But do you yeah. lose, like, you? Do you lose the you that you've gotten to know? The you that yeah. desires a different kind of Christmas or a different kind of life to the one that you've been either sold or brought up in? Or, yeah. you know? I also hate the idea of having to be an obligation to anybody. And mm. Christmas brings about a lot of... Oh, we should all meet up for Christmas then. I guess we're doing Christmas points. I'm tapping this year. My my gift to everybody it. this year. I've told all my friends. I was like, my present, my Christmas present to you is that I don't want to see you until January. Yeah, in January, January yeah, yeah. I will see you like as much as you want. It we'll felt go for coffee, such, we'll go yeah. for walks. Like I, I would love January. to see my we're friends in January. Rush. I don't want to see anyone in December. Yeah, I have a lot of work to do yeah. before this year. <laughs> but I had that weighty, weighty December er- entering into it with the fear of like how much money is going to be spent trying to squeeze everybody in. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say no to yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And it all lifted. And on the the home pints, about two, three years ago, I walked into the local, saw everyone, thought to myself, I don't have to do this. Yeah. 
and turned around and walked oh, out. Yeah. And, that's, that's and the I end walked of the home. Day. That's it. Yeah. And I was like, that is, I don't have to do real life Instagram where we're keeping up appearances. And everyone's like, congratulations. Or what are you, what are you congratulating people for? Oh, you bought a house. You had a baby. You got married. I was like, I don't, I'm happy for those people, but I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I turned on my heels and I left. Oh, End scene. Swelling music. That's your that's your big kiss moment. Yeah. Back up that hill. Like that Grinch. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. those pricks in Hoover. Me and Max are fucking off. <laughs> Fuck your We're out of here. <laughs> on that note, let's cancel Christmas. Let's, yeah. <laughs> um, do, we, do we do plugs for Christmas or do we just finish up? Do you want to do plugs? Yeah, let's do, let's do our, our regular, regular tiny wee plug plugs. Um, my name is Sarah I'm still against all odds on twitter.com Mike Krifsky. you can find my books Baron Van Parts and Other Words for Smoke which make a great present by the way I second that thank you mm-hmm. yeah. if you were like, and if you were to be interested in buying them um, they're available on all good bookstores my Instagram is Sarah Griffsky. I'm also on the clock app under the same handle and I will have some personal news in the new year Woo. what about you Andrea? I'm currently deactivated on Twitter. Oh, to know. Thank you. Um, so no Twitter for me at the moment. I'm on Instagram at Andrea Cleary underscore. Um, but I've deleted all my photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm disappearing from public life. Um, but uh, oh, I have a newsletter that I'm re rejigging and putting back into the world. And uh, that's Andrea Dash Cleary dot ghost dot io. Oh, you're a ghost. Good on you. Yeah. 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 Fuck Substack. Fuck Substack. Yeah. Sorry, if you want to sponsor it. Actually, no, fuck Substack. Go on, get yeah. <laughs> I am at Told Tales Pods on Tiki Talkie. And that is where I'm spending all of my time. I've been enjoying the Tall Tales too. Yeah, they're very good. Thank they're you. Tall Tales TikToks. Tall Tales TikToks. Yeah. That is where we are. Very good. And Alan? I, I'm Alan underscore McGuire everywhere except TikTok where I'm Alan McGuire. Uh, Juvenalia is Juvenalia underscore pod on Twitter Juvenalia pod on Instagram we have Patreon where we talk about what we started and finished talk a lot about Sufjan recently me yeah. and Andrea it's very good um, thank you Dimit for artwork thanks Dimit thank you to Cassie happy for having Christmas. us thanks Cassie thanks, and Cassie. despite all that happy Christmas happy everybody. Christmas hey. but also he's a jolly good Christmas if you don't like Christmas yes make Bye. your own Christmas bye, bye. bye.